Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 108. We're out at Toy Fair 2015. Retro Tech, what would you like to revive? Google Glass, bites the dust. Own your own personal drone. Plus, ebooks, mobile phones, and spam killers. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading news. The headlines for February 2015. First off, an update on Windows 10. We're set to see Microsoft's new operating system hit the shelves in late 2015. Words to look out for include Microsoft's personal assistant Cortana, a new web browser called Spartan, and HoloLens, a holographic headset. The price? Well, that's the interesting bit. Windows 10 will be a free upgrade to existing Windows 7 and Windows 8 users for the first year. More on Windows 10 as we get nearer to the consumer launch. Next, the saga of the UK mobile phone market continues. With BT progressing its takeover of EE, the owners of 3 are now interested in acquiring O2. Also, Sky has expressed an interest in getting into the mobile phone market, announcing plans to partner with Telefonica, O2's owners, to offer a quad pack, that's TV, internet, phone and mobile. Expect a Sky mobile phone service from 2016. Some digital radio news now. Currently, there's one national DAB block for the BBC and one for commercial radio. A second commercial DAB block should become available in 2016, and the two bidders have announced their plans. Sound Digital will offer new stations including Talk Radio, Talk Sport 2, Talk Business, Virgin Radio, Magic Mellow and British Muslim Radio. The other bidder, Listen to Digital, will offer services from existing stations as well as local stations, including Chris Country, Gadio and Gem, as well as some DAB Plus content. Next, mailing money with Google. Google Wallet has been available in the US for a while, but it's now rolling out to the UK. You'll soon be able to email money via Google Gmail. Look out for the pound sign when you're next checking your mail. Competition for managing your money is hotting up, with Apple Pay in discussion with UK banks about rolling out their smartphone payment service. If you're interested in helping us uh, test out Google Wallet, please feel free to email us a tenner. Next, an interesting David and Goliath story. A UK startup is being threatened by Nokia because its location-based app has a here button for checking in. Can Nokia really claim ownership over the word here in the context of I'm here? Watch this cyberspace. And finally, thanks to Sarah for sending this one in. Bruce Marler is a lucky chap. In the rush to snap up some of the new domain names that have popped up onto the market, he looked at buying the domain name credit.club. The domain, priced just under £10,000, was mispriced and Bruce snapped it up for just seven quid. The domain provider has admitted its mistake, but is honouring the price. What a deal. 
Bruce is now looking for a buyer, if you're interested. Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. Time for a new Frequencycast, Kelly. How are you doing today? I'm a little bit full of cold, Pete. You are a little bit on the snuffleupagus today, I must say. I am. I'm a little bit gross, I'm not going to lie. I've put on as much makeup as I can to hide it for you, but um, yeah, I'm not at my best. You do realise this is radio? I know, I know. <laughs> but I know what you're like with your uh, trusty camera. It constantly comes out, so um, I like to be prepared. And where are we, Kelly? We are at the Toy Fair. And that's all a bit different for us. It's not the gadget show. We're somewhere a little bit different. We are out playing with toys and little kiddie things and, and everything else. And we found a surprising amount of sort of gadgety stuff as well, haven't we? We have indeed. We have basically been reliving our childhoods and going round and feeling incredibly jealous about what children have today. And on that subject, just before we dive into what we've seen here at the show, there was a lovely little headline I read in, uh, in one of the papers, one of the posh papers as well, about low-tech being back. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the toys here. You can still see the traditional sort of Lego and wooden block kind of stuff here, but you've also got the iPad gadgety, whatever. But this article was saying that we're all going retro, and we kind of knew that, but, for instance, over Christmas, book sales were up. We thought we were all moving over to e-books and Kindles, but books are back. Vinyl is making a comeback, and uh, although we're both sitting here with our smartphones in front of us, the simple phone, and particularly the flip phone, are back. And uh, apparently Rihanna and Scarlett Johansson are using those old clam phones from sort of 10 years ago. So uh, retro is back. What do you feel about that? I don't mind a little bit of retro if I'm honest I mean I think after a while people start to miss those experiences and they want their children to have the same experiences that they had when they grew up so it doesn't surprise me that it's coming back I have to admit like I kind of miss my Walkman a little bit yeah we were talking about the technology that you miss the low-tech stuff coming back and you were saying Walkman the joy of putting a cassette in and hitting play and either getting the wrong side because you got the AB thingy around the wrong way or uh, discovering a new track because it was too tedious to fast forward. I know. I mean, like, gone are the days where I used to actually, like, listen to a whole album and know all of the words. Like, I never listen to a whole album anymore. Uh, yeah, so we'd be interested to find out from our listeners what they miss. I'll tell you something I don't miss. I don't miss video cassettes having to rewind a film at the end and all that clunky loading up and spooling of tape and all that. But um, what do you miss from maybe the 80s and 90s? Get in touch with us here at Frequency Cast. We'd love to know what tech you long for that's been phased out. You never know, it might be coming back. Absolutely. Talking of things being phased out, it's sad for us. Gadget Show last year, we got all excited when we got to try on our first pair of Google Glass. Remember that? I do, and we were so excited to be like one of the first people to do it. Well, do you realise the dream is over? I know, I know. It's one of those stories we thought we had early and it's turned out to be nothing. So the Google Glass has officially now been cancelled. Google has decided that that isn't going to be the product that goes to market. And those poor people that spent £1,000 getting one of the early release Google Glass are going to be a little bit disappointed because it's all been discontinued. But apparently Google's not completely giving up. They will be bringing out some kind of alternative a little further in the future. 
I do feel sad that they, they've made such a big hype about it and it's just not happened. Oh well, we'll never know. Anyway, here we are at the Toy Fair. What have we seen today, Kelly? We've seen all, all sorts of exciting things, haven't we? You've been like a, a kid in a toy shop. Well, I have been. I really, really have been. And there's just so many great things. Obviously, some of your favourites, the good old drones. There's been a, a fair few of them around. I mean, they've got connects. There's just so many different things. It's also some of the weird stuff you see here that got me. Uh, Risk, the board game, I remember playing as a kid. They've got the Walking Dead version of Risk, which I thought was a little bit odd. Uh, a Downton Abbey board game, which is a little bit on the random side. All sorts of weird sort of Doctor Who retro-y stuff, which is rather good. And uh, quite a lot of tech stuff as well. So what we'll do is we'll uh, play you a few extracts of things we've discovered uh, while we sit back and enjoy our uh, cups of coffee. How's that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be great. Hi, I'm Jason Bradbury from uh, The Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Uh, I'm talking to Adam. Which uh, company are you from, Adam? Uh, from Anamin. Excellent. And this is a 21st century virtual pet. Can you just talk us through what we're looking at here? Well, yeah, everybody remembers Tamagotchi fondly, um, and everybody remembers getting in trouble at school for having a Tamagotchi. But nobody's really updated the sort of digital pet in a way that we were very happy with. So we've sort of taken the digital pet concept and we've introduced a lot of pretty cool new technology uh, and loads of fun gameplay and we've put them all together in Anamin which we think is the digital pet for the 21st century. So what we're looking at is what looks like a uh, credit card uh, with a picture of the character on it and an iPad there so uh, if I uh, get this right I use the camera to hover over the card and I can then start interacting with the character. Is that, uh, is that the gist? That's, yeah, that's the gist, really. You, if you, you buy the game card from a um, supermarket or from a gaming store or from our website, for example, and you point your smartphone or your tablet at your character card, and your character will effectively come to life on the tabletop in front of you. So we are looking at augmented reality here, and I'm, uh, you obviously can't see this on the radio, but I'm turning the card and the character is turning on the screen. I can see the front the back of the character. So full interaction here. It's also uh, talking, isn't it, or squeaking? Yeah, chatty little chap. What's this guy's name? This one is Tebow. So we have four characters uh, at launch. Uh, we've got Tebow, Kelsey, Pie, and Mandy. So each character will have sort of slightly different personalities, different animations, and each, each of those four characters will have four stages of evolution. They'll start as a baby, and as you play the game, you'll score more points in the mini-games, and you'll then evolve. Uh, I have to ask, do they pass away? No, 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 that's one thing they don't do, and we've made a conscious decision to, to not let them die, because it's not a very nice thing to happen. I killed my Tamagotchi a few times, I remember that. Yeah, I think everybody did. Any kind of story element to this? There, yeah, there will, there will be a, um, a sort of quest element to the game in the longer term. Right now, the, the version that you can play at launch uh, will have two mini-games, which we're pretty proud of. Um, you've got Boxland and Cannon Clash. And these are kind of inspired by classic Sega and Nintendo-style arcade games. So you can see here Boxland, for example, is clearly a, a nod to all the best of Nintendo. Best of Nintendo jumping over boxes yeah. here, uh, 3D boxes. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, and I'm assuming that the model for selling these is uh, uh, you download the free app and uh, you buy the card 
each one has a character. Yeah, you can download the free app, um, which is available now on Google Play or, or on the Apple App Store. And there's a, a free version, so you can get a really good taster of the game by playing um, the baby Tebow character. Um, and if you want to continue, if you want to buy a, a game card, then you can either purchase one within the app or you can order one directly from our website. And then later this spring, we're launching um, an Animin gift card deal. So you'll see Animin game cards at the tills in your local supermarket or your local game or toy store. Brilliant. And uh, if you go to the app store, what would we be looking for? I just search for Animin. So it's A-N-I-M-I-N for Nigel. <laughs> We were walking around and we saw a guy lobbing a sort of a three-pronged boomerang around. He was good fun, wasn't he? Oh, that was great. And to be honest, I was incredibly nervous having a go myself because I am really, really bad at throwing and catching. But he made it look so easy that it seemed a little bit sad not to give it a try, so I did. Before we walked up to the stand, I said to you, oh, they're a nightmare to learn how to use those. But you've done it, the third go. Yes, absolutely. And you too. I did. I couldn't quite catch it on the third go, but yeah, not bad. So uh, what is it we're looking at here? You are looking at a wicked boomer. So it is literally, you throw it sort of like a boomerang, it does a little loop and comes straight back to your hand. Absolutely. Takes two or three goes to practice. Where can you get these things from? Literally get them online from sort of uh, most stores, but you're looking mainly Hamlet's. We sort of uh, sell hundreds per day. You've got Harrods, you've got the Science Museum, Toys R Us, lots of sort of on-street retailers and obviously online. If you actually went in online and just put Wicked Boomer, you would find a retailer that sells our products. We've been going now 15 years and all our, all our boomers are manufactured here in the UK. Good British product, good stuff. Uh, wicked, Kelly. Oh, absolutely, I'm sold. All sorts of weird and wonderful things. A little bit earlier, uh, we found a huge ball, about two foot off the ground, circular ball to bounce around. And uh, the lady that was demoing it said, you can sit on that. And you did, and you went, woomph. Yeah, well, that was definitely my faux pas of the day, I'm not going to lie. I sat on it as though it was going to hold my weight like an exercise ball, and instead I fell to the ground, ended up with incredibly static hair, and had my legs akimbo. It was absolutely atrocious. All I can say is I'm really glad I was there with my camera. That will be on the website. Oh, thank you very much. I'm talking to Katie, who's uh, in charge of the bubbles here. There's a couple of them bouncing around the show. What are we looking at here? Well, this is the Wubble Bubble Ball. Uh, it's a brand Could you say that again for me? It's easy for me to say. The Wubble Bubble Ball. Uh, so it's just an inflatable ball. It takes two minutes to inflate, and you can deflate it, and then reuse it again. Um, all the products are online at draco.co.uk. Great fun. We want one, don't we, Kelly? Oh, absolutely. Tell you what, you sit down in that one. I'll go around and finish the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. You sure? Well, Kelly, I'm in my element, aren't I? Oh, you are, and you have been waiting for this all day. I found the gadget that I must have. It's a drone. Now, we've looked at these big drones, but this... Oh, can you hear that? This is a little handheld drone. It's, it's pretty tiny, a little bit bigger than the palm of the hand, fully remote controlled, and boy, does it shift. This has been whooshing around the centre here. I'm talking to Vernon. Hello, Vernon. Hey. Show me what we've got here. What, what is this little product? Um, so this is MicroDrone 3.0. This is the debut of this new product. Uh, we're here at Toy Fair launching this and um, really excited about new features. So this is a proper quadcopter, isn't it? It's got the, got the four blades on there. It's got a camera on it, which is where it starts getting really exciting. 
Yeah, so it's, all, it's a modular drone, so you can put a camera on it, an HD camera, a live stream camera, and also a micro gimbal. So it's a palm-sized drone, which is a personal drone, um, so it's, it's, it's affordable. It's also got really high-tech with plug-and-play accessories. Now, I've seen you flying this thing around the show, and you're a master at this. Is this something that a, a mere mortal like me could master, or does it need sort of years of practice? It's a very easy-to-fly drone. It's, a, it's, it's, it's got a lot of inertial sensors, so when you're flying it, it's always stabilised. It doesn't drift off like these little helicopters do. Um, so that means when you're flying forward or backwards, it goes in a straight line. It doesn't deviate off its fixed axis. Whereas in the past, these little things had a lot of learning curve, and you had to be a professional to fly it. Now, you can just pick it up and fly it pretty much straight out of the box. Within sort of five, ten minutes, you'll be whizzing forward or backwards. Excellent. Now, we've had a play with uh, the, I think it's the Phantom 2, uh, which is a, an awesome bit of kit, but huge and incredibly pricey. That has the uh, ability to sort of hover and take HD. Is that something that this can uh, eventually do? Well, DJI Phantom is, a, is, a, is a, a professional drone, and this is a personal drone. So it doesn't have like, GPS or um, sensors like that, or, or broadcast quality cameras. But the HD camera is really crisp. It's like a cell phone camera. So you get really high quality HD cameras. Um, so this is a good sort of starter drone. For example, if you want, a, if you want a, a, a drone to practice that works straight out of the box and then move on to a professional drone, a lot of people who buy the micro drone then go on to buy a DJI Phantom. And a lot of people who buy the Phantoms then um, say, hey, check out Microdrome because it's a really good one to fly first and get the hang of it rather than risk crashing a $1,000 drone. How does this compare price-wise? Um, so the Microdrome is $79.99. Wow, okay. So you can actually get a drone that takes photos for that price or is the uh, camera in addition no, to that? just the drone. Um, the cameras range from 30 um, up to um, 65. So it's uh, 30 for the 640, uh, 40 for the uh, HD 720, and 65 for the 1080i-definition um, modules. And all those modules snap on and off with magnets. So you can snap it on, and then, it start, and then you can just make videos and photos um, from your handset or from the iPhone. It's also multiple device controlled, so you can fly it with your iPhone, smartwatch, or handset. You've thought of everything, haven't you? We wanted to make it a drone which everybody can fly. With the gimbal you can make um, panoramic um, views that you can, you can pan across and, um, and get cinematic shots. And it's really customizable, it's a personal drone. Very, very impressive. And uh, if I wanted to get hold of one of these, are they out now or are they still in development? Um, we're launching a Kickstarter campaign in April and you'll be able to get it from microdrone.co.uk. Just sign up there and we'll, um, we'll email you when that goes out and um, we'll be shipping this in August. Who are we with today, Kelly? We are with Sooty and Sweet. Now this is great. Now this is probably slightly before your time because I'm a little bit older than you. No, I had the puppets actually when I was a child. So yes, you may be older than me, but I've still got the classic. Right, I'm going to uh, talk to this gentleman here who's a very famous chap with a very famous uh, colleague here. Who are we talking to today? My name is Richard Cadell and I present the Sooty Show on stage and television. I've done it for oh, nearly 14 years now. I've succeeded the Corbett family, so I've got that... That lovely honour of looking after Sooty and Sweep and Sue on a daily basis. Lucky, lucky you. And they're great, aren't they? They're such classic characters, so recognisable around the world. Yeah, I think it's one of the few children's characters that Grandma will remember when and, and, and will take their three-year-old to watch at a theatre or sit with them and watch it on TV. And they can obviously remember watching it and they'll enjoy watching their grandchildren love it. So it does span all the generations. And uh, they're just three great little characters. In fact, Sooty and Sweep are here. Would you like to meet Sooty and Sweep? Oh, can I? Well, I'll get. I'll just get Sweep up here first. Come on, Sweep, will you come up here, please? <coughs> Say hello to Kelly. Hello. 
Are you enjoying the show? Oh, amazing. I'm having a great time. Can you understand him, Kelly? Um, ish. <laughs> you have to be able to understand, Sweep, don't you? Little test. He's going to say a word, you have to guess what it is. You ready, Sweep? I haven't got a clue. Sausages. Yes! Well done, Pete, you see. You need to get out more, but there we are. And uh, just before we started recording, Sooty was a bit of a naughty boy, wasn't he? He does. He squirted you with the water, didn't he, Kelly? He did, and I'm still drenched. It's only bleach. You're all right. <laughs> no, it was good fun, good fun. I take it in good humour this time, this yeah. time. Well, off you go now. And tell Sooty he's in trouble. Hello, this is Simon Jones, a.k.a. Arthur Dent, voyaging through the galaxy, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. We were talking earlier about uh, some of the more serious products here that aren't overly gadgety but might be of interest to some of the parents, and you found an interesting one that helps uh, babies get fed. Yeah, I did, and it, it was one that jumped out straight away because I really like a gadget that solves a problem more than um, just something to kind of have fun with, and this, and this really, really did, and it was nice to see it here, actually. And um, I got to speak to a guy called Stephen all about it. I'm working for a company called Cicada, who's the UK exclusive distributor for our brand, which is called Kids Me. In essence, it is a silicon sack you put fresh food in it, so you can slice a banana, slice an apple, an orange, put it into this silicon sack and literally hand it to the baby. The baby then has control over its own feeding habits, control over its own destiny of how much food it intakes and guess what? The baby then starts to enjoy feeding time as much as it did when it was being given the bottle when it was a baby. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it almost looks like a dummy. So for a lot of children that have been given something like that before, they've learnt to pick it up and how to put it in their mouth. And it saves all the mess. Very nice little product. How can we find one of these? Have you got a website we can uh, look at these in more detail? Yes, uh, you can have a look on the website. www.kidsmebaby.com It's also available in Boots the Chemist, John Lewis, Babies Are Us, and hopefully soon Mother Care. Excellent. I have one final question for you. Can you get a pizza in there? You could try. <laughs> I'm talking to Mike. What are we looking at? Uh, we've developed a range of science products trying to engage kids to do activities that are interesting, fun and educational and also involve your mum or your dad to, to enter into play with you because so much these days is iPads in your bedroom or you know, playing on your phone in the corner of the room which is not uh, interacting with your parents and not, not necessarily that educational. We want to encourage a new generation of engineers as well, don't we, that can sort of get hands-on, make things, interact with the real world rather than the virtual world. So uh, this range, uh, is this a fairly new range? It is. It's, um, it's been in Portugal now for six years, uh, and it's now the biggest brand of toys, never mind science toys. It's the biggest toy company in Portugal. So we're launching here this year. We've got a collaboration with Oxford University. So they have looked at all the sets, they've endorsed them, they've um, written the educational booklet which goes with each product, which is about 36 pages long. It's not an instruction book, it's a leaflet that talks about, for instance, if it's candles, it talks about how, how do you make wax, where does it come from, what else is it used for. They're not a mini science book in each, in each set. 
Very, very impressive range. You've got a few scientists here building various kits and putting their rubber gloves on and uh, doing experimentation, which is all uh, slightly scary, but there you go. Uh, if someone wants to find out more about this range or perhaps uh, go and get one for their family, where would they go? Have a look on www.scienceforyoutoys.com where we have all the products, but we also have activities, fun activities that you can do, and all the products will lead you to the website so that once you've bought a product, you can further the experience by interacting on the website. Excellent. And Kelly, it looks like you're about to make a, uh, a perfume kit, a new frequency cast fragrance, perhaps. No, I told you, I'm going for the solar car. Well, while you're playing with the solar car, I'm off with the, uh, the sweet factory over here, cola-flavoured jelly tots, I'm sold. All of those fitness apps and you go for the sweet kit, I see. So there you go, that's our day at Toy Fair 2015 up here at uh, the Olympia Centre in London. It's been a good little day, hasn't it? It really has been. It's been great fun and I've so enjoyed rediscovering my inner child. And it is so interesting to see what the... Uh uh, the adults of the future will remember as their key toys, whether it's these uh, apps, 3D augmented stuff or drones or whatever it is, or whether it'll be good old things like uh, Lego and Top Trumps that uh, still stay with us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are definitely some timeless classics, but there are some very exciting new products out there as well. And if you go to our website, you'll find some pictures of our day here at Toy Fair 2015 and the web address, Kelly www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequencycast, now loading, interaction. We're still here at Toy Fair 2015 and now it's time for your comments and your feedback. Kelly, who's first? Well, first we have Shaw. He says, in show 107, it is stated that e-books may increase in price due to changes in VAT rating. This is a retrograde move in my view, as this will have an adverse effect in two ways. Yes, he goes on to say it will affect so-called piracy, which will increase, and people will tend towards physical books in preference to their electronic counterpart, meaning increased deforestation, there's a hard word for us to say, thus having a further adverse effect on our already fragile environment. Very true, and uh, thanks very much for that. And next we have Nicholas Skippins, who I must say is quite literally my favourite name of the day. Um, he says, Hi Kelly and Pete, please could you do a review of the new Nintendo 3DS XL, which is being released across Europe, including the UK, on the 13th of February 2015. I have pre-ordered a metallic blue one. I was hoping we might see Nintendo here today, but uh, unfortunately no such luck. Well, the new Nintendo 3DS and the larger XL version are a major improvement on the current models, with better 3D that uses infrared to track your face, so it moves the 3D to where you're looking at the machine. They've also got a faster CPU, better web browsing, support for micro SD cards and built-in NFC, that's like the Oyster card touch kind of stuff, as well as some new controls, a C-Stick, a ZR and a ZL trigger. So lots more buttons and fiddly bits. UK price, 149 or 179 for the XL version. And next we heard from Bill Douse, who got in touch about our report on the 30th anniversary of the first mobile phone call. He says, being an internal call, it was not commercial and was also not the first mobile phone call. Mobile telephones existed for many years before the Vodafone commercial launch of the analogue mobile phone service on the 1st of January 1985. The post office offered manually connected mobile telephone calls from around 1960, System 3, and automatically connected calls from 1980, System 4. 
Yes, and Bill goes on to say that the first UK cellular network was built by Cellnet and operated in June 1984 for the World Economic Summit in London. The first cellular call in the UK, also not commercial, was made to me, that's Bill, in May 1984 by Ed Jen, a Motorola software engineer. This was a land-to-mobile call made by Ed from the exchange site to me in a kebab shop a few streets away buying a coffee. I was using the Motorola 8000X handheld telephone, the famous Brick. Thanks very much to Bill and the full version of that email will be up on our website. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's something I didn't know. So uh, thank you very much, Bill. Um, next, we heard from Terry Costello, who asks, I am a BT Broadband customer. In the last month, I've started to get lots of emails in my inbox that would normally go to my spam box. Are you aware of anything changing at BT? Is there anything I can do for myself to correct it? I am still on BT Yahoo Mail and have not been migrated to BT Mail yet. Well, Terry, I thought everyone had been moved over now to the new BT service, but obviously not. There are some basic spam filters that come with BT Yahoo Mail, but I guess you've probably tried those. To help with my spam issues, I'm using something called G-Lock Spam Combat. What that is is a Windows app that logs onto your account, cleans it before you download it onto your mail app or your smartphone. Works well for me and well worth a look. I'll put a link up on the show notes. And hi to Mike Parks. He says, I enjoyed show 107 as always. There is a newish local TV station here in Leeds and he's not impressed with the offerings, not always Leeds centric. He goes on to say, the aerial topic pricked up my ears. As a radio amateur since the early 1970s, I'm always keen to hear new items about the radio spectrum. If there might be room in your cast for a short segment, I'm happy to oblige. Oh, sounds interesting. You know me, always happy to talk more about amateur radio. Yes, and 88s to all our amateur listeners. Well, there we go. That's all your feedback for this show from a rather noisy Toy Fair 2015 here in London. If you want to get in touch with your comments or your questions or to tell us about your favourite old tech that you'd like to see come back, you can send us a voicemail. Give us a call on 0208 133 4567. Or you can text us on 07882 023521. It's the cost of a standard text. Or if you're not quite as retro as uh, some of us, you can get in touch via email or Facebook or Twitter. The details are up on our website, www.frequencycast.co.uk. And we'll catch you on the next show. Right, I'm off to play with that quadcopter again. Oh, of course you are. Frequencycast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequencycast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency.